When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Paul? I'm going to kill you. Why? Because <laughs> you have just seamlessly slotted into the stereotype of the... Of the old man who doesn't understand technology. Old man yells at cloud. That's John Verhoeven. Can I just clue listeners in? For like days, dad's been getting increasingly angry that his tech bloody microphone doesn't work. There's a fucking drop down menu. I told you to <clears throat> okay. click and you're like, I did. I clicked it. Paul, Paul. Yeah. 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 To quote Horatio Hornblower, uh-huh. to err is human. And you know what the last part of that is? What? To forgive is divine. I think that might have been Popeye. Whatever. Whoever. Anyway, welcome to another episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. I'm Paul Verhoeven, that's John Verhoeven, and Dad, how has your week been? Paul, it's been beyond exciting. I wanted to chat with you about something that Tegan and I have noticed. Now, a couple of episodes ago, we told yourself and listeners about the guy who crashed into our car and rode it off. We've since gotten yes. a new car, it's really great, It's all everything's sorted out, but... Mm. Um, one thing that the police officer who attended the accident told us was that most accidents nowadays are caused by people on their fucking phones. Mm. So, Dad, I wanted to get your perspective. Obviously, when you were a cop, people didn't have mobile phones. No, no. How prevalent do you think this is? And have you ever had any encounters with people, you know, driving like absolute idiots and then it's the, it's the phone that they're on? One of the most troublesome things I find, because I do a lot of kilometres, for, for those listeners that, uh, that know me, they'll know that I've done um, almost a quarter of a million kilometres in my ute, and people are actually asking me to send some actual proof that I actually do drive a ute. Right. So I might do some something, do a little bit of a walk around. Hang on, what, what, what benefit would there be for you to pretend you have a ute? Um, you do realise, Dad, all they're looking for is an excuse to talk to you. Like, they don't actually think you don't drive a ute. No, no, but I do, I, I'm very fond of my ute. Oh, no, I know, I know. It's and I'd like steed. to prove to some of the listeners that I actually do uh, have a very extensive length of rope that's actually tying on the, um, the bull bar the, to the actual car. You love that bull bar. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so in Sydney, who, who hasn't been at a set of lights, particularly if it's a very short phase, and you're number two... And the car in front, you're watching. You can see their face in their rear view mirror and they're looking Mm. down and you know they're on the phone. And you're waiting. It's a fine line between, look, you've got to give them a little bit of time and then by the time you toot, they look up, they just get through the light and you get the red. Yep. And they just drive off into oblivion, not caring. They may feel guilty. Um but to quote the, that famous phrase from, uh, dare I say it, that, that holy book, 
Let he who, who is without sin cast the first stone. I think that was Popeye as well. Right. So the thing is, Paul, that who of us drivers hasn't, on the balance of probabilities, been guilty of that? I'm, sure. But... I'm, I'm going to stick my hand up straight up and say, yeah. I have. But so, shouldn't you, shouldn't you, as as a as an ex cop that people listen to, basically just look at look dead at the listener and say, just stay off your fucking phone? Like, surely you don't need to be on your phone when you drive, right? No, you're right. Like, but, it, but phones phones are um, one develops almost a compulsion to use yeah. the phone. Yeah. And people, uh, if they haven't had a, um, I mean, on Instagram, for example, I like my Instagram's flashing all the time now, which is pretty exciting, including all night. So it's like being in a very yeah. slow motion disco. Yeah, tone it down, guys. Like you know, business hours only. No, no, but no, I no, guess... no, no. Paul, Paul, <laughs> yeah. don't ever say tone it down on my Instagram account. And also, it's international. What does that mean? It means people from a... all over the world yes, are experiencing and enjoying my Instagram account in different time zones. All right. So I'm happy for it to be flashing all day and all night. I guess what I'm trying to say, Dad, is how many is the deluge of listeners following Dad on Instagram and uh, chatting with him. How much of that traffic do you think could be contributing to a future car crash of yours, like a future um, prank? Okay, it's a very, very good point you brought up, and something that I have thought about quite often. And I don't know whether we've ever touched on this, but it's slightly uh, esoteric, if I may use that word. And that is that our life is already there are schools of thought that say it's already preordained so if you go all the way back to when you were conceived have we had this discussion not when you were well, conceived because I'd, I'd never i mean i'd ever go in <laughs> fucking muppet dad what are you talking about what is this <laughs> paul yes you said to me something about if you do something does it have ramifications in 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 terms of the future yeah, but no, yeah. I was trying to say, do you think the listeners, are, you know, getting on your Facebook and sending notifications to your phone, do you think they're going to crash your car? I wasn't asking you to go back to the moment I was conceived. I wasn't talking about you specifically, Paul. But it's all about the future in terms of what you do now. Like, imagine mm-hmm. if you... Okay, imagine you leave your house, you hop in the car, and then you realise yeah. you've left something on. You go back inside, you then turn that appliance off, then you hop back in your car and you drive out and you get hit by a tram. Do you realise that if you hadn't have left that thing on inside the house, you wouldn't have gone back, which means you then would have driven out the driveway and not hit the tram? Are you trying to say that they they may as their message? <laughs> what are you are you trying to say that the messages that you're getting, the notifications you're getting, could just as well save your life? So is that what you're trying to say? No, I'm just. I think what I'm saying is fairly fairly fascinating. I don't even know if you know what you're saying, but that's okay. Because I've checked, and the National Safety Council reports that cell phone usage, uh, mobile phone usage, while driving leads to about 1.6 million crashes a year. Okay. Do you want to hear a really, her- really horrific story? I mean, that's kind of the whole show, but yeah, it's absolutely. a mobile phone story. Oh, yeah, okay, There are great. lots and lots and lots of them. Paul, remember um, the other day we were chatting about that particular uh, notorious stretch of road on the northern beaches called the Wacos Parkway, and there was a yes. detective that had the car accident, and he with, had with his arm torn off? Yeah, the arm torn off. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was also another accident just a few years ago where a young girl was driving down the parkway and she was chatting to her boyfriend and he heard 
her crash the car while he was talking to her. No. And she was killed. So he was talking to her up until he actually heard the point of impact, which would have been terrible. No. And he actually uh, heard her die. And that's a story from that same stretch of road. And uh, you can bet your bottom dollar that um, people have lost their lives whilst being on the telephone. That that's, that's irrefutable. And uh, remember in those old movies, not necessarily old even, but when people, um, you know, something terrible happened to them and they were wearing a wristwatch. And, uh, and oh, I, and, and the, I, watch, I, so the, the watch is broken and that's how they know the precisely. moment. Precisely. Well, I've died. been to those. I've been to suicides and I've been to car accidents and I've been to all sorts of horrendous things. I've been to, I went to a, a particularly hor- horrific um, suicide uh, in Manly where um, a young guy jumped off a cliff he jumped off backwards, which is fairly, uh, well, pretty unusual, I think. Yeah. Um, but he, he had a wristwatch, and it was smashed at the time. It was right, right. It had broken at the time he uh, hit the ground. And there are there are other cases of skydiving accidents where people hit the ground at you know incredible speed. I've mentioned to you and the listeners, I think, about skydiving. Generally, when people die skydiving, they're, they're, all their leg bones travel right through their heels. I've mentioned that, haven't I? Because well, what happens is you're trying to sort of claw your way back up this invisible ladder and invariably you land feet first and your feet sort of stop, but your bones and your legs keep travelling through so they puncture, they spear through your heels. Did you ever deal with any uh, skydiving accidents? Uh, well, yeah. When I was skydiving, um, I lost three friends in different accidents. And I was actually uh, invited on a trip to El Capitan, which is a mountain, 4,100 sheer cliff face in uh, Colorado. Because uh, I, when I was doing skydiving in the late 70s, base jumping was just starting to become popular. You never base jumped, did you? No, I wanted to. Um, the thought of jumping off cliffs and buildings, um, I had a lot of friends that did it. And it really, really appealed to me. And I had friends that used to climb massive towers and just, and just jump off. There's the bridge, the Mooney Mooney Bridge just north of Sydney, yeah. they've now put... Um, in fact, with a lot of bridges you find now, they put up um, fencing. Yeah. But in the early days, you could just pull up really quickly and just you'd obviously have some mates in the car because someone would have to take the car and park it at the other side and you'd just do a hop and pop, which means you just jump off and just open your parachute straight away. The thing with opening a parachute at very low speed, which is because initially when you jump, you, you know, you're not really hurtling at what's called terminal velocity. So it takes mm. a little bit of air so let's imagine you jumped off uh, the mooney mooney bridges it's only i reckon it's probably only about maybe 250 300 feet which is bugger all um so imagine if you just jumped off and didn't have a parachute so you'd take i'm just imagining from from my i'm sort of trying to visualize a a human jumping off that bridge Mm. with no parachute and it'd take I reckon maybe three to four seconds to hit the bottom. That's not long. It's not long. So imagine you've got a parachute on your back. Now, you don't need two parachutes. There's no time for a backup. No time yeah. for the reserve. Yep. So you you go over the bridge and you, what you do, you hold the um, like the cord. To do base jumping, you're going you're gonna to have a ram air canopy, which is the square or rectangular type. Yeah. And you're going to have it. It's going to be... Um, and you'll have no reserve. And what you need to do is as you go over the, the rail, you then automatically deploy. And what you require is a little bit of speed, a little bit of wind, a little bit of air, because the air creates the drag that begins to pull the main canopy off your back. But it needs to inflate as well. So it 
Because when a parachute comes out, particularly a Ram Air canopy, it, it's sort of all crumpled. It's like a paper bag that's been screwed up and you need to really get the air happening. And it's got all these um, sort of foils. They're individual capsules and you need each one of them to fill with air. And I've seen guys jump and actually open, fully open, 50 feet off the ground, which is unbelievable. Like how, how fast are you stopping when, or how fast are you slowing down, decelerating when that, when that deploys? Well, in general skydiving, you're doing, on average, about 120 kilometers an hour. Yep. So you go from 120 mm. down to maybe five kilometers an hour in about one second. Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, there have been some incredible uh, skydiving incidents over the years. One of the most, uh, I've seen a lot of really, really bad um, stuff because I was into it for quite a few years and, you know, I followed everything very, very thoroughly and I was quite fascinated. Funnily enough, before I got into the police force and ultimately into forensics, I found um, everything to do with skydiving and I'd, I'd had three malfunctions myself. Um, so I, I really was, I think when you're skydiving and or base jumping, you're right, you're, you're right at the edge. In terms of, you know, there are only a few other activities. I may have mentioned I'd never do bungee jumping with respect, greatest of respect to... Uh, bungee jumpers, yeah. Bungee jumpers and, and, and the owners of those businesses. <laughs> I've stood on the bridge. I've been I've been down to the Hackett Bridge where it all started. And um, I've been to a, quite a few other places around the world. And I've stood there right out on the precipice. And I just thought, mm, no, nah, can't do it. Because yeah. A, you've only got one chance, mm. at least with skydiving, except for base jumping. But I know guys that have base jumped... Or new guys that base jumped off El Capitan and other big mountains, and everything was really, really fine except a gust of wind had blown them into the side of the mountain, and then their canopy had collapsed, and they'd just fall to their death. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If they were lucky. That's fucked. Because um, a friend I mean, of ours, and mm. you may remember when we lived in, um, in Manly, do you recall that really lovely couple and he used to get around on his, he used to crawl around on his back, on his bottom? What? Yeah, he was a top IT guy with Apple. And he'd been um, paragliding in the Himalayas and he came smack at, at great speed. He flew into the side of one of the big mountains there and he used his ankles, as you do, to sort of break break the, the impact. And he smashed his two ankles and he, he, was, he, was, he never really recovered. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, you remember and have I mentioned to the listeners that I was doing paragliding, a place called Manila near Tamworth? The way you told it to me was that you didn't actually get to the paragliding part because somebody fell to their death. Yeah, the day before, um, a person um, in front of a whole lot of tourists, he took off on his maiden flight. Yeah, there were hundreds of people up there. And he took off and everything was great until he looked down and realised he hadn't tied himself in properly. He hadn't done up his straps. And he was hanging on and hanging on. And you can only hang on for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually they just saw him just fall from the sky. It reminds me of, because I mean, I think I've told this story before as well. I, I jumped off a casino. I jumped off the Stratosphere Casino. Oh, I saw in, that. That's, mate, that is a Vegas. seriously exciting piece of footage. It was great. I, yeah, so they, they mounted a wrist camera on me when I jumped off the Stratosphere Casino in Vegas. And you know what? I'm going to pop that up on the Facebook page. No, that'd so, be oh, wonderful. If you don't already follow us on Facebook, we're at, um, at facebook.com forward slash loose units. We have discussions. We post cool content. So if you're not already on there, um, but... I am going to pop the video of me jumping off this. Uh... It's, it's really spectacular. And, and Paul, might I say that one of the great things about our Friday chats yeah. is we can just chat with it about whatever we like. Whatever we and want. And here, here's, a, here's a little story. I um, used to jump out of DC-3s from about 18,000 feet at Corowa in the Nationals. Yeah. And we used to get about 80, 82, 83 seconds of free fall. Have I ever told you any of the, those stories? I don't. No, when I was test, testing out an altimeter that I was going to buy off a guy, a second-hand one, and with an altimeter when you're doing relative work, which means doing sort of four-man formations or eight-man or 16-men, I say men, men and women formations, when you're in a big group, you've obviously got to sort of all get away from each other pretty quickly. Mm. So then you can open your parachute with relative safety. You do not want to be opening up your parachute in anywhere close to another person because you get all tangled up and you both die. Of course. So with your altimeter at 3,500 feet, you then break, break off and then you do what's called max track, which means you sort of do 45 degrees. So for every two feet you fall, you cover a foot across and you fly away into an area that's safe and then you deploy at 2.5. So you've got 1,000 feet, which is about 10, 12 seconds to get away from everyone and deploy. But I was the last person out of this DC-3. I'm, I'm testing out this altimeter that I was going to buy. Yep. Bearing in mind that you've got to, if you're doing relative work at three and a half thousand feet, you break away at two and a half and not a lot less than two and a half, you open your main. And the reason you do that at two and a half is that if you have a malfunction, you've then got to go back into free fall and you're still falling. And then you've got to look and you do what's called a cutaway where you cut away from your main. You don't cut away from your main canopy and you deploy your reserve. Your reserve can come out and wrap around your main. You then what's called a double malfunction or a Roman candle and you come shitting into the earth at about 90 mile an hour. Fucking hell. Although I do know one guy that actually survived that. Well, there have been a few. There were people in the Second World War that jumped out of like big bombers 
over Europe that were on fire and they just yeah. jumped out. And some guys, if they were lucky, landed on the side of a mountain, uh, snow-covered trees, and some of them survived and survived pretty well Bananas. and then probably froze to death. Crazy. But, oh, that's Absolutely story. crazy. Speaking of uh, jumping and falling, by the way, we got a question which kind of relates to this, Dad, if you'd like to hear it from one of our listeners. I, lo- um, I love these questions. This and I haven't Bruce. heard the question, have I? No, you haven't heard the question. So you've had no well, time really to prep and I've, had no, and I've had no time to vet your answer. Here we go. Bruce <laughs> asks, please ask your dad, if no alternative, up to what height would a fireman attempt to physically catch someone? Oh, bloody good question. Shit. Well, you know there have been some incredible cases of people catching babies, don't you? No. Well, I'm, I assumed there would have been, but I don't know any specifics, no. Yeah, yeah, there have been. If you Look, about a year ago there was a case of they threw a baby out of a building, not, not just for fun. Oh, good. <laughs> like Michael Jackson almost did. Remember that? Yeah, he hung his he baby over his baby a baking a balcony. I'm surprised he could do that with his plastic limbs. I'm surprised people were surprised he did something bizarre. But true, anyway. True, true. So it takes about 10 seconds for an object to reach terminal velocity. Mm-hmm. Now, Paul, you know that in zero gravity, if you have a feather and a brick, you know what I'm about to say, don't you? They travel at the same speed. Precisely. Isn't that yep. incredible? Bizarre. A brick and a feather. Yeah. And I don't know whether they actually took a feather up to the moon, but I've seen footage of it in zero gravity and it's amazing. Right. What's that got to do with what we're talking about? Good question. Well, <laughs> not a lot, but you know that I do like to in- introduce fun facts into my answers. Yeah. And eventually we do get there. Yeah. Um, so the question was, okay, people have actually caught babies. That's a very good question. I'm just trying to imagine. I mean, if it was, say, a baby that weighed 10, oh, no, I'll, I'll convert to kilos. If it was a baby that weighed, say, 70 kilos, cool. I mean, baby's let's got be, problems. Got massive problems. Yeah. Yeah. But if it was a baby that weighed, say, 10 kilos... Yep. Um, but you'd have to position yourself just right and look up and imagine if you missed. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm not very good at catching balls. It's a baby, not a ball. No, I know, but I still i am not good at catching balls. Some so people saying, have very good no. dexterity. They can just yeah. catch things. Yeah, I'm just sure. saying, imagine if it's coming down and you just set yourself up in the slightly wrong position oh, and, and, you, and, it, and you just missed. Yep, yep, yep. And it just yep. dropped in front of you. I'm loving this. That'd be pretty bad. Uh, Or worse, or not worse, but as perhaps a little bit worse, if it landed on your head. (laughs) Now, I know the imagery is pretty crook. Yeah. Particularly when there'd be lots of, assume that I imagine there'd be quite a few bystanders. Imagine the parents throwing their baby out and you're missing it. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um is there so, an end to this story that has in any way a satisfying conclusion that justifies the story itself, or what do you think? No, it's a great story. I mean, it's a great, it's a great question. Um, if a human <laughs> being jumped and you, you, there's just no way. I mean, maybe one story, but I think it would do some serious damage to, to both right. of you. Right, right. I mean, if you caught that person and they were falling in, a, in the right way, and the perfect way for them to fall would be kind of in a horizontal position with their buttocks facing the earth so you could kind of catch them in your arms. Yeah. But they'd fall so quickly and you have to position yourself exactly and know where they're going to... How? What happens if you, you think you're in the right thing and they, 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 
they throw themselves off the building, like out, they spring off and just jump right over you and land behind you. Paul, are you, you so what you're doing is you're you're flagrantly speculating about how to catch a baby with no real. Oh, that, well, I was talking about a baby that, on that occasion. I was talking about a, a, like a, an adult. You sure, it wasn't a seventy kilo baby. Well, it it could be, but that baby again, I draw your attention that that baby has got problems. Yeah, in a, in I that think... it's not a baby. It might be a, a grown person wearing a huge diaper. If I was in a situation, and people do think about what they're going to do in in fires, I would grab a mattress and I would hold the mattress and I'd jump out. And it would what? What? What do you mean what? How many okay, how many floors up would you be willing to do that from? Well, depending on. Let's say you're you know three stories up and you um, have a ma- three'd be the max, but I'd definitely jump from. I'd definitely do with the mattress, a good mattress. Yeah, like I'm talking high quality, not some, not some. Japanese fold-out thing that is like a, a yoga mat. Right. I mean, I if but a proper mattress, if, assuming you could get it out onto the balcony, yeah. I'd, and I'd brace it like a star in a star shape. Yep. And I'd kind of reach up and then hold on tightly and lunge out. Now, you know what you've done? You've made a classic mistake, Dad, because when you drop toast with something on it, it always falls spreading down. Okay, good point. And you're that you're heavier than the, you know what I mean. I think what you okay, have is okay, but you can control the the toast is an, an inanimate object. It has no life source. <laughs> it's you're not. It's not a fucking magic carpet. You can't steer Paul, this thing to the ground. Yes, you can. You can control it. How? <laughs> and it'll be buffeting. And you, <laughs> and you just try and maintain. If you if it flipped over, yeah, uh, which gravity would probably want it to do, yeah, then you the mattress steer it back. Then you'd. The mattress, not only would you land on your back and break your spine and you'd be basically rat shit, but the mattress would then land on top of you, yep. which could be good if there was a second person that they could then jump out and land on the mattress. So how about you and someone else both grab one side each and then it's like flipping a coin basically, but the stakes are way higher. One on the top and one on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine that... Um... <laughs> you could be spinning. Yeah. Like you have a... to be pretty high up to do that. And, I mean, dream scenario, it lands on its side and then just deposits you both quite gently onto the ground. That's mm. what you want. But, you know? Paul, hear me out. If you were to be able... And I'd, I'd give it a bash, to quote, I, to quote Roy and HG. I know you would. I would definitely, uh, but I'd kind of more lunge out and try and get a bit of momentum yeah. and a bit, of, yeah. a bit of a glide happening. Like a fruit bat. Yeah. Like a sugar and glide. And who knows, you could end up uh, in the neighbour's property. It's incredible sure. where it might take you. And then they're probably liable for your medical bills, which is a plus plus. Mm. But, but right. I would definitely use a mattress. There's no, there's no doubt about it. So uh, in, answer, in answer to your question, Bruce, I, I mean, I don't know if we answered any. Did we answer anything? Well, another thing too you could do, Paul, is you could get lots and lots of sheets and towels and tie them around yeah. your body like yep. a mummy and then yep. lunge out. So what you're saying is cover yourself in so much fabric that you're basically bubble wrapped. Correct. And then just see, how, see what happens. Just see what happens. And you know what? If you die, they don't have to bury you because you're already buried in fabric. They can just shove mm. that in a, a tube and pop you away. Look, this has been a very odd episode of Loose Ends. I've but really that's enjoyed what loose... it. And I Me think too. It's, that's... it's important to have a bit of jocularity occasionally. 
jocularity. Can someone pop on iTunes and leave us a review that just says five stars jocularity, please? And if you haven't already done so, and if you want to th- show us some love, all you have to do is head across to iTunes or Spotify, leave us a review, leave us a rating. And if you haven't already, don't forget to hop online and go to Booktopia. Go to Booktopia. It's a great place to grab Electric Blue if you want to pre-order it before Father's Day. So head along to Booktopia and look it up. Also, we've had a whole bunch of overseas listeners getting in touch and saying, how can I get a copy of Electric Blue, Paul's second book about stuff that Dad did? All you have to do is go to Book Depository. So Book Depository will actually be stocking this book and shipping it globally. So if you're an overseas listener, whether you're in America, England, Japan, you know Croatia, it doesn't matter. Head across to Book Depository. But whatever you do... Don't miss out. Get your copy of Electric Blue and keep sending in your questions because they basically keep us they keep us going and we absolutely love them. Yep. Paul, you know how you said book depository? Mm. What does that does that remind you of anything? Yes, the assassination of JFK. Correct. He worked or he shot JFK from a book. I was gonna say suppository. A book suppository, yeah, yeah. It's just a very small book. Mm. I, I can't wait for the book, Paul. I'm really excited. I'm, uh, I, I'm really, really excited. We're not too allowed to talk about the last hundred pages, are we? No, we aren't. But let me tell you something. It's, it's going to be a big deal. It's very exciting. So mm. if you don't want to miss out, grab your copy of Electric Blue right now. Pre-order it. Get us on the charts, and we will be eternally grateful. We will see you next week for more loose units. All the best. Thank you. It's very formal. Oh, well, I yeah. Right. Try something more, more casual? No, I, I like formality occasionally. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.